I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. A drink of living water. Our sermon subject today, taken from John chapter 7, <clears throat> verses 7, 37, 38, and 39. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. This invitation of Christ given in these verses show us the quality of the gospel of Christ. This wide, free, full invitation exceeded all of mankind. It's extended to all men, everybody. And it verifies the gospel is good news. The whosoever will is applied in Mark chapter 8 and verse 34, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whosoever will, most will not. Most have no interest. But whosoever will, Let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Revelation 22 verse 17. The Spirit and the bride say, Come and let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is thirst, Come. And whosoever will, let him take up the water of life freely. Whosoever will, most will not. Most have no interest in the things of God. Oh, but when the Spirit of God gets a hold of a man, brings him to repentance, then he's interested in coming. That's right. But until then, he's not. Yeah. The invitation 
If any man... That's good news. John chapter 7, verse 37, our text here, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. John 10, verse, verse number 9, Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And then in the book of the Revelation, in chapter 13 and verse number 9, the Bible reads, If any man have an ear, let him hear. First thing I want to bring to your attention is a reality of thirst. Jesus said in John 7 verse 37, if any man thirst, <laughs> every man don't thirst. That's right. But, oh, if a man does thirst, if any man thirsts spiritually, if any man feels his need of salvation, that's what we're talking about. In John chapter 4. Verses 13 and 14. The woman at the well. Jesus said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And then in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6, the Bible says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Not everybody has a thirst after righteousness. Revelation 22 verse 17. The Bible says, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. So the invitation is full. It's free to all. The problem is most people are not interested. Not interested at all. Because they do not have a thirst after righteousness. They do not have a hunger after the things of God. <clears throat> I want you to notice it is a spiritual thirst. It's not a natural thirst for water that comes at birth, but it is a spiritual thirst. A thirst after salvation 
by the Lord Jesus Christ. Most folks do not have a thirst for salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. A thirst after pardon of sin by Christ. They don't have a thirst for pardon of their sins, to be forgiven of their sins, a longing to have their sins forgiven, a thirst after justification by Christ's righteousness. Most people have no idea what a thirst after justification by Christ is. Oh, but oh, when a person can come to the place and see his awful sinful condition and then have a thirst for salvation, a thirst for pardon of his sin, and a, per, a, fir, a thirst for justification by Christ. So it's a spiritual thirst, but secondly, it is a suggestive thirst. It speaks of a thirst or a desire of forgiveness of sins. I met a man one time that was not saved. I've spoken to him a number of times about his lost condition. And I remember speaking to him this one particular time and he said to me, Brother King, it just don't look like I could ever get saved. I don't know, but it just seemed to me like that when I heard him say that, it just don't look like I can ever get saved. I thought to myself, you're going to get saved. And sure enough, wasn't long after that, he made profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But he had come to the place that he felt like he just couldn't get saved. It may be that he wanted to be saved, but he hadn't come to the place yet to trust Christ as his Savior. A desire for forgiveness of sin. You thank God when a man comes to a place in his lost condition that he has a desire for salvation. He has a desire to have his sins forgiven him. Luke 18.13 says, The publican sending afar off would not lift so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Oh, thank God. When a man can come to that place and cry out to God, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It speaks here of a thirst or a desire for pardon. 
In Psalm 25, verse number 11, it says, For thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is mine iniquity. It's great. My sin is great. Pardon my iniquity. And it speaks of a thirst or a longing after a peaceful conscience. In Romans chapter 4 verse 17 Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven whose sins are covered. Oh thank God for sins forgiven and uh, sins covered. It also speaks of a scarce thirst it seems that so few today have this thirst it's you wonder sometimes if even people don't thirst after righteousness at all anymore every person on the earth ought to thirst after salvation if you're saved, you thank God for the time that you did thirst after salvation. You wanted to be saved. Instead, there's too many people, they want things, they want pleasures, they want honor, rank, Indulgence. John 3 and verse number 19 reads, This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. This proves the fall of man. Man is a fallen creature. You thank God for the reality of a thirst after righteousness. And then I want you to notice, secondly, a remedy for the problem of thirst. Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 37, Let him come unto me. Oh, sinner, if you thirst after righteousness... Jesus said, come to me. Go to the Lord Jesus Christ and He'll take care of your thirst. Come to Christ. That is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on Him is to come to Him. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Joining a church is not going to save you. Shaking a preacher's hand is not going to save you. But coming to Christ, oh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. This is the great physician's prescription for soul thirst. Come unto me, come unto Christ for salvation. Now, what does this statement suggest to us? Well, first, 
Jesus Christ is the true fountain of life. Spiritual life can be found only in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You don't find it anyplace else. You don't find it in joining a church. You don't find it in changing your ways. Some of us turning over a new leaf. No. Now I tell you what, the only way you can have satisfaction here is to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritual life can be found only in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 14, verse number 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You miss the Lord Jesus Christ and you miss it all. Yep. You can't change your ways and start living a better life and thinking maybe that's going to save you. It's not going to save you at all. Because you wind up in the devil's hell. Oh, may God help us. Taking care of this problem of thirst by just believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, you see, is the true fountain of life. And He's the supplier of spiritual necessities. He's the true fountain of life and He's the supplier of spiritual necessities. He would not invite men to come to Him if He did not have what men need. Men need all that the Lord Jesus has. What is that? Bread? Water? Rest? You have it all in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 35, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. You need food, you need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. You need drink, come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 21 verse 6. The Bible says, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the water of life. Freely, Jesus is that water of life. So He is our bread. He is our water. And then thirdly, He is our rest. In Matthew 11 and verse 28, the Bible says, Come unto Me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take My yoke upon you and learn of Me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Oh my. We find in the Lord Jesus Christ the bread of life, the water of life,
and rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll not find rest anyplace else. Not find rest anyplace else other than in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't find rest in your own good works. Not to be found. You cannot find rest outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. You must come to Christ for rest. So we have the reality of thirst. Thank God when a man is able to come to the place that he has a thirst after righteousness. He has a thirst for the forgiveness of his sins. And then the remedy for the problem of thirst is the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus Christ and satisfy your thirst and your hunger. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then a reason for satisfaction. Jesus said in John 7 verse 38, Out of His belly shall flow rivers of living water. These words are given with a spiritual sense about them. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That thirst is satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. It teaches that all who come to Christ by faith have abundant satisfaction. When you can come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the man said, it just don't look like I could ever get saved. When I heard him say that, I thought to myself, he's going to be saved. And sure enough, shortly thereafter, he was saved by the grace of God. When a man can come to the place that he recognizes his lost condition and a need for salvation, he's going to be saved. I do believe he's going to be saved and he will be saved. Have you come to the place that you desired to be saved? Oh boy. I well remember my desire to be saved. I wanted to be saved. And I thank God that by His grace, He brought me to a place of repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I was just a boy, about nine or ten years old. But I'll tell you one thing, I knew I was lost. I knew I was lost. To me, in my mind, in my heart, I knew this is sure. I was headed to hell. And I needed to be saved. <coughs> the question, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. And you don't need a king. <laughs> Just believe. You don't have to do anything. 
What must I do to be saved? The Bible says it's not works, but believe. Believe. It's just believe. That's not working. That's not working. It's just believing. Trusting Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus. Can you believe on the Lord Jesus? Father, I pray for my hearers today. If there are any among us who have not yet come to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, may the blessed Holy Spirit bring them to a place to just believe on the Lord Jesus and be saved. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you folks.